This is the Merrickville Catch-Up Podcast. Make sure you never miss a thing. Download the Merrickville Catch-Up from the Triple M app. Where am I? Welcome to... Merrickville. Great to have your company, Sydney. Justin Hamilton's back in the studio with me this afternoon. Good to have you back, Hamo. Mate, I am wrapped to be here. I had an ex-girlfriend call me to tell me that she's getting married and wanted to know if I'm okay about that. And guess what? I'm tickety-boo. <laughs> I am ready to go. <laughs> the curse has been lifted. Yeah, I mean, you've, you've got four bottles of vodka. Yeah. And a, you haven't been to the hardware store, have you, Hamo? Look, I Look, don't... Let's, let's talk about this through the song. Yeah. <laughs> let's have a chat. It's all good to, Good times coming up. <laughs> hey, mate, great to have you here. First of all, just very quickly before we get into uh, the gear, um, oh. you've just been told by an ex-girlfriend that she's getting married and you're okay with that? Yeah, I'm completely fine. And like then I'm we rats. played White Wedding. And, no, and then we played, played White Wedding. wedding. I, to be honest, I thought it was a bit soon, but uh, <laughs> I'll bounce back. But uh, yeah, it was one of those funny things where they ring in and say, oh, yeah, you're going to be okay. And you're like going... Uh, yeah, like we've mm. been broken up for ages. Yeah, like, I, I mean, sure, I've just been drawing your face on a chalkboard. I right. mean, whatever. <laughs> everyone everyone owns a chalkboard and draws their ex-girlfriends <laughs> on it. It's not a weird thing. No, I haven't I'm, broken into school to, no, to do said drawings. I mean, yeah, currently I'm in a, a primary school somewhere, but that's not a... <laughs> it's fine. I've got five tattoos of your face on different angles across my back, but there's nothing strange about it. <laughs> I'll be fine. Yeah, I'm happy for you. It'll be great for He's you to marry guy. whatever his name is <laughs> that better, I've known for three years. Who's better than me. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to MC. That'd be great. Yeah, no, no. no can, can I just do a tight 10? Can I just do a tight 10? <laughs> okay, Hamo. Uh, it's obviously, it's. I know that it's only Tuesday, but already yeah. I've uh, potentially given up on trying to work. Yeah. So what's happened? I had a conversation today with the boys, and it was hard to find. What, we, what are we going to talk about today? And I right. just went, oh, they said, you got, got any ideas, man? And I said, you've got to be joking. Yeah. You've got to be kidding me. Like none. No. In in your defence, you put in a lot of effort yesterday. I put in a little bit of effort. (laughs) Sorry, a little bit of effort. Technically, and technically it was last Wednesday, but that's not the point. Hamo doesn't know yesterday was a best of. No, it was the best of yesterday. (laughs) Oh, no, I was listening. I just just thought it was so good. I didn't realise it was the best of. I had a massive weekend, did a spew at a restaurant and then moved on. Whatever. Oh, did you have a a liquid laugh at a restaurant? Oh, it was unreal. (laughs) What what did you... What did Fr- you? Friend's wedding got carried away. Oh, what's he again? Oh, no, you drink everything you should. You think you should drink as much as you like, mate. Yeah. Must have been a tummy. Must have been a tummy bug. There's a tummy yeah. bug getting around. Mate, there was something yeah. in the prawns. Certainly not. I didn't eat. I didn't drink very much at all. Just had a couple of drinks and then. Anyway, so. <laughs> as you can see, bereft of ideas. Bereft. So I said to the boys, why don't you look around? Because I've put in 20 hard years into this game, yeah? Yeah. 20 years yeah. of non stop radio. I've done my bit. Yeah. I've contributed. You've given all you've got. I've won mm. a bag full of acres no one cares about. Yeah. I've done it. It's a small bag. It's a small bag. Yeah. It's full. <laughs> right. It's a full bag, though. Mate, it's hard to pick up. You've got yeah. to be careful. Sometimes it might split. Yeah. So exactly. many acres. But yeah, sure. And it's 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 full. The uh <laughs> Hang so on, I we're still said, talking about the bag with the acres. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, that keep bag. going. So I said, uh, why don't you boys look around at what other people are doing on radio around the country, (laughs) and we will simply rip off one idea. No, we can't do that. Are we really doing that? And the boys said, that's hilarious. We should totally do that. Let's go right around the country, (laughs) right around the country, listen to a whole lot of other radio stations, see what other shows are doing, and then rip off an idea because we can't be bothered coming up with our own. I said, that is the best idea I've had today. Isn't it funny my idea was to have no idea? (laughs) Right. Yeah. Exception. Right. <laughs> and by putting it under a fancy jingle, it becomes our own oh, yeah, segment. Get a jingle. Someone else's story. Oh. 
La la la, ride your dragon, guys. Yeah, get a dragon, ride it. I'm ripping off other people's ideas. <laughs> and that's imagery. Right. We've gone, that's right. I've stolen a song, now, now, stolen a title. Producer Maddie has found found a heap. Like, this is a deep well we're going to mine for the rest of the time okay, that the okay. show is on. Have a listen. Of, of, oh, I'm going to do this. Every week, I'm going to steal somebody else's work and Great. claim it for my own. Let's see what's on offer today. How's your book club going? You might have some private health insurance horror stories or good stories you might want to share with us. Do you have a book club that's got an interesting twist to it? I want to hear about weird <laughs> local businesses this afternoon. Do you have trouble keeping a book club on track? What do you consider to be a good death for you? <laughs> so, oh, yeah. There wow. is some amazing yeah. stuff out there. Wow. Yeah. Today's Merrick. Okay, today comes from uh, two young blokes. Wait, so, wait, wait a minute, we're not doing book club? Like, no, no, no. We'll get to it. We'll get the book club. Don't yeah. worry about that. Ring up and let us know your favourite pop-up book. Yeah. No, today we found one. <laughs> we'll see what's on offer. Uh, wait till we get to Queensland. But today, Oh, my God. Today we're crossing to Ned and Josh. They're from 102.3 in Esperance in WA, of course, oh. which is right down the bot- yeah. bottom of uh, southern WA. Beautiful town. Beautiful. Terrific people. And they are my favourite breakfast slash afternoon program. Right. Uh, whichever the one that they do is, is my favorite. Yeah. And uh, you listen to their podcast and whatever time you listen to it, it's, it's then and it's, and it's, and they are fantastic. And they came up with a cracking idea for some talk back (laughs) and we're flogging it. Have you tripped, fallen over or otherwise injured yourself at a very important event? Exactly. Were you on your way? Were you standing at the altar and you just fell over on the stairs? Just, oh my God, she looks beautiful today. And I've fallen. And I've passed (laughs) out. (laughs) Have you ever basically tripped at a super important event? That's what we want to know. Incredible. Bang. Thank you, Ned and Josh. Wow. (laughs) Listen to that. See, hear that youth, hear that optimism that their careers are going to go somewhere that's going to make them feel good about (laughs) themselves. I've lost You're done. That's that's your I'm past. Stealing their youth. That's your past. Looking back at you, going, "What's going on, you old hack?" That's me at Triple J. Just all that enthusiasm and bright eyed. Oh. See, man, the thing and is, and then the industry beat the shit out of me. You would have fallen over at least half a dozen times this weekend at the wedding, oh, and you didn't think to turn one of those into a phoner. No. And the, those kids probably twitched on their way into the yeah. radio station. Went, that's a break. That's we can amazing. talk about that. Wow. Yeah. Good luck to them. They've done well. One triple three five three. When have you? And I'm going to read this verbatim. When have you tripped, stumbled, fallen over at an important event? Have you done a hammer? I, I haven't done it, but I have seen it beautifully. I went and saw that uh, Naomi Watts movie we're talking about with Ewan McGregor. The Impossible. The Impossible, about the tsunami that hits. And Anyway, it was a big premiere. I was sitting there uh, with a good friend of mine, and uh, we saw a couple of dudes walk in. And to be honest, it's like they didn't know that there was like a dress-up code or just a dress code or just... <laughs> actually wear some decent clothes. Oh. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And they're walking in, they're like, oh, yeah, can't wait to see this movie, mate. Oh, yeah, this is going to be fantastic. <laughs> and then as he was walking along in front of everyone, he tripped and farted at the same time. <laughs> and it was amazing. It was like he was walking along, going, oh, yeah, can't wait to see this movie. Oh, and it was brilliant. <laughs> and I reckon the only way it could have been funnier is if he'd seen someone, thought he recognised them, then tripped and farted. Yeah. So they're, oh, I can't wait to see this movie. Oh, leave me. Oh, that would have been amazing. <laughs> and it was the best. One triple three five three. We're, for somebody else's story today, we're doing. <laughs> when have you tripped, stumbled, or fallen over at an important event? Can we have my? Oh, kind of. We'll do it again after the song. Yeah, it's a great intro. From one cracking song over to another one. Someone else's story. 
That's right. <laughs> Stealing other people's radio stories and then using them on my show because I can't be bothered coming up with my own ideas, which was actually a concept I came up with. Well, I don't think it's stealing. Like, I think, you know, there's cover bands. We're cover mm. radio. That's yeah. what we're doing. <laughs> you know what I'm doing? I'm just trying to highlight some great work done by some young blokes yeah. uh, over in Esperance and WA. Ned and Josh from yeah. 102.3 FM. Get on board. We're the, sure they love Same handy. company, by the way. How yeah. many cans of mm. Coke? I'll rephrase that. How many icy cold cans of Coke do you reckon those boys are handed out in their lifetime? <laughs> oh, mate. Oh, just hundreds I, of thousands. I, I reckon they've probably got frostbite on oh, their fingers. That's so how mate. many. But I'd like to think of us as the Ned and Josh Down Under experience. That's the our, <laughs> our cover radio. We're asking you on 13353 because, you see, they uh, actually had uh, on their show, yeah. they did a call out for callers to ring in. Yeah. Have you tripped, fallen over, or otherwise injured yourself yeah. at a very important event? Exactly. Were you on your way? Were you standing at the altar and you just fell over on the stairs? Just, oh my God, she looks beautiful today. And I've fallen over. And I've passed it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Have you ever yep. basically Classic. tripped at a super important event? That's what we want to know. What, what Classic I also, Ned and Josh there, by the way. Mate, Classic. what I also enjoy is you can't even be bothered saying it. You've actually taken their audio. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh no, no. I'm not. I'm doing all of it. I'm yeah. literally stealing. It. Now, uh, Ned and Josh, of course, did that on their show. And yeah. uh, oh, just check with Maddie, my producer. Maddie, how many calls did Ned and Josh get for this topic? Well, there was lots of ads and songs and yeah, ads yeah. and songs. I yeah. did. How many calls? I didn't hear any calls. Whew, okay, <laughs> maybe should have picked somebody else. <laughs> You've um... maybe should have done book club. Because <laughs> the Triple M listeners were mad for mm. book club. Well, we've got Brad in East Carajong. He's called through, so maybe not all is lost. Asking on 13353, have you tripped, stumbled, or fallen over at an important event? Got Brad. Hello, Brad. G'day, Mads. Love the show, mate. How are you? Thanks, mate. We're working pretty meta today. I'm not going to lie. This is possibly, <laughs> it's either the best or the worst idea I've had on radio so far. Well, I can kick a good one off for you. I worked on the movie Crocodile Dundee as a kangaroo wrangler. Oh. And um, so we were working at night doing the filming at Holsworthy Army Base. So they'd say, action, you let the kangaroos go. There was action, four-wheel drives, everything happened. And then they'd say, cut. We'd run in, we'd catch the kangaroos, then we'd have to take them back and get them set up. There's Paul Hogan, Strop, Delvin Delaney sitting in front of us. I've got this, I've got this Rue by the tail, and I'm sort of, you know, eyeing off Delvin, who is, I thought was very attractive in those days. <laughs> and, and, and here I am hopping behind this kangaroo because you grab him by the tail, and next you know I didn't see this small stump right in front of me, and I just hit it in my shin, oh. let the can, let the kangaroo go, fell in a heap. And hobbled off um, in shame, actually. Oh, did, Brad, did, did, Brad, this sounds like the time you rang me up with that horrible sauce bottle accident you had. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, it, it was a, it, it was um, a yeah, monumental fail. Yeah. Did, did you get any? Uh, did you get any love from uh, Hoags or Delvine? Did any? Did Strop come up and strap you up? <laughs> No, if anything, they were in bursting in the laughter and just had a, a, a made their night. Actually, mate, you would have been a young bloke as a kangaroo wrangler then. Yes, I was actually, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. But working with those guys, very professional, but it was a monumental trip, and I'll never ever forget it as long as I live. And what do you do now, Brad? 
Um, I actually am a wildlife consultant, so I do a lot of education and training, and I also do consultancy for the captive animal industry, so I get involved in all sorts of animal situations and circumstances. Brad, 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 is that just long talk for you're one of those weird guys that goes to schools with a bunch of lizards? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And Mez, Mez, Mez I've got a confession. I, I, I keep a heap of snakes and lizards at home, so the, 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 the truth is out, mate. What's, what's, the, what's the biggest fallacy that people think about our, our wildlife that drives you crazy? Snakes bite their tail and they can actually roll down the road and give chase. <laughs> yeah, that's no one actually believes that, do they, Brady? <laughs> Are you telling people that, Brad? Is that what's happening? Oh, no, not at all, not at all, Mez. I'm, 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 I'm a naturalist and I care about wildlife and certainly don't make up those sorts of stories. Another thing is, snakes will come in and actually drink bowls of milk. Never ever seen it happen. And I'll tell you that, and, and, and Mez, if you're ever thinking about buying one of those little snake um, contraptions that you put in your yard to stop snakes sort of yeah, yeah. coming in, yeah, yeah. Um, I've actually seen a snake sitting on top of one, so they don't work. Are you talking about the ones that kind of rattle in the soil? Yeah, and yeah, that, that, that's the one. My cousin's got one. He lives in Adelaide right up in the bush. And yeah. he said to me, he goes, have a look at this, Mez. It's, it's a, it scares away snakes. And it was just like a little light. Like it looks, yeah. it looks like a, yeah. a, like a halogen or a down light, but yeah. upside down in yeah. the ground, a spike. And he goes, just goes, stand very still. He goes, any second now, it'll give it a bit of a rattle. And it did. It vibrated. And he goes, scares the snakes away. And I went, does it? <laughs> does it? No, no, I can vouch for it. It doesn't. I've actually seen a snake sitting on top of one. So, so what anyway. you're saying, Brad, to wrap it all up, what you're saying and what we've learned from this talkback <laughs> segment is that snakes love vibrators. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you got it, mate. You got it in one. Yeah. <laughs> Here comes the money. Sorry, I think you've forgotten the bit where you give me some money. Because someone has to pay Merrick's salary. Here's a word from our sponsor. Helping small business grow is my passion. Hi, I'm Mark Boris, and I want to share that passion with you with my podcast, The Mentor. If you're into business, listen now on Podcast One as I get the stories from those just starting out and those on the verge of a major turning point. Join me for The Mentor, and I might just help your business grow as well. Download the app or listen now at podcastone.com.au. No matter what you're into, there's one for everyone. Podcast One. Justin Hamilton with me this afternoon. And Sydney, I'll tell you what, Mm. do we have to do any more bloody sharing in this city? What do you mean? Well, you know, like you've got ride sharing and you've, oh, yeah. you know, like that's Uber. Yeah. Yep. And you've got uh, those, you know, you've got bike sharing is very popular in the CBD. Right. And we're going to speak to Clover more about that in the next hour, Miss. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Um, those ride sharing bikes, the yellow bikes and, and the red bikes. I can't decide, honestly, which one I prefer to throw into a canal. It's. Um... Well, I would be like, if you go to my Instagram account, Justin Hamilton Comedian, you can see a picture of a red bike uh, up in a tree that someone yeah. had placed so up there. The... My first thought was that, oh, no, drop bears know how to do skitties. But uh... <laughs> but maybe maybe it was you, Mez. <laughs> no, well, there's there's a new one because there's a group coming out called OFO. Excuse me? OFO. OFO they're, what? They're, they're OFO, we forgot how <laughs> bad idea this is. It's a Chinese group. They had, they're the people who you might have seen it on news and stuff like, like millions of of yellow bikes in China. Right. And the, and it didn't work out. The ride sharing thing didn't work out there. So there's just like a graveyard of these yellow bikes in China. Right. They're coming to Sydney. 
Oh, great. Because it's proven a failure overseas. So Sydney's just gone, well, let's embrace it. Let's mm. do this. Let's get that. Have we got a tunnel that can go nowhere as well? Yeah. If not, let's build another one. <laughs> let's do this. Why do we love doing this? I don't know. It's so strange, isn't it? All this uh, sharing. You know what I blame? I blame the, the, the I'm going to say it. I'm going to say this. The pussy parents out there who demanded <laughs> that every kid gets a trophy. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Every kid gets a trophy. No, they don't. Not every kid gets a trophy. You need to work hard and you need to get to the top to get the trophy. And now we're in this world where we're all sharing, we're mm. all trying to help sharing. out. We'll mate, share our houses. Mate, yeah. buy, buy a push bike. Buy a push bike well, and own it. There's there's <laughs> another one coming in, another ride-sharing company called Taxify. Taxify? Taxify. Oh, what, am I going to get in and find a marsupial that's been stuffed up the wazoo <laughs> while I'm trying to get from A to B? Taxi ride have rejoined. It's oh, just, this is their yeah, second instalment. Right. <laughs> it's it's saying that they're going to they're gonna pay drivers more to in an attempt to challenge Uber's group on the market. Right. So we've got Uber. Yep. We'll have Taxify. We've got Airbnb, which is when you go and stay at somebody else's place and then you just leave evidence. Oh, man. So <laughs> Everywhere. much. Everywhere. I mean, you can't see that evidence immediately, oh. but that evidence but let me put it this can way. be seen with a black light. If they work for CSI, they're <laughs> going to find it. <laughs> There's one in my area called Car Next Door, where it's just, the car's just parked there, and if you want to use it, you have to yeah, yeah. go and get a key, and then right. you unlock the car. And... Oh, that's, all that stuff confuses me. There's Lyft. Yeah, uh, the, that's I another was, kind of Uber, isn't it? Well, I thought it was a lemon drink, but oh. I was mistaken. I'm an idiot. <laughs> uh, and Ready Go, what's Ready Go? Oh, is that I, the bikes? They're Ready Go bikes, aren't yeah. they? Oh, I've right. ridden one of those. Yeah. Oh, they're excellent. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but we do seem to be sharing everything. It's right. too much, you know. And here's the thing: like, obviously, you know, there is a lot of sickos. Let's just say that they are in the Hills District of Sydney because they are. And they cannot wait for the wife-sharing app to come in. Oh, man. You know what I mean? Man, I'm going to... Swingers gonna... District up there. Oh, we're all happy hand clappers. Oh, yeah, but on weekends, chicka wow, wow, swipe your wife. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the... Your wife? Was that That's the, the tagline. Yeah, yeah, I love yeah, it. Yeah. No evidence to support yeah, yeah. this at all. No, I don't need it's any. targeted the Hills you District because it felt right. And a sweet jingle. Yeah, it's in like, you, you know when the wife halfway there. <laughs> Put your wife on an app. What do you think you're going to be able to get next? Like, what do you think is going to be the next thing that you can share. Swipe wife. Swipe, swipe wife. Swipe wife. No, yep. I think... Uh, Toothbrush? I think, yeah, look, I'm, I, I, it just gets to the point now. We just go, well, I'm sharing too much of my life. Yeah, I don't have any shoes. I'll go on to share, share uh, shoe swap. And shoe then, swap. Uh, go up, get myself some new shoes. Yeah. Well, yeah, also, too, as a, as a married man with two kids, I'm constantly Claim. sharing too much stuff. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Just constantly. Like my kids, like, they just go, oh, can you share some time? Oh, yeah. Oh, man, kids, right? That's like, boy, how many times has that been this year? Mate, and that's why I don't admit to any of them. No. I've got heaps of time to myself. They'll want to share. Yeah. <laughs> and my <laughs> wife, it's like, here's the thing, and this is, this is, oh, I think married blokes know this, when you go out to have a meal with your wife, you look forward to it, right? Right. Have a few drinks. Yeah. Have a nice meal. Yeah. Right? We all love to do that. Mm-hmm. How do you know what you're going to choose from the menu? I'll tell you how you're going to choose because you're going to have the section, second option of what your wife didn't want. Right. So she goes, oh, I want the angel here pasta with prawns. And you go, oh, I think I might have a schnitzel. No, you want rissoles. What? <laughs> I was going to have a schnitzel. No, you want rissoles. Do I? It's, it's, oh, I suppose I do. Is the second meal always a little bit smaller because they possibly couldn't eat it and you, then you end up with not much to eat? Yeah. Yeah. It's because they want to, what the thing is, they can't decide which meal yeah. to have. Yeah. So why decide yeah. when you can just have them both? Yeah. And if you don't like what you're eating at the at the start of the meal, you just plate swap across the table. Yeah. And, and we just sit there and take it. 
Yeah. Because we think about all the bad things that, you know, we could be doing in the Hills District on a Saturday night. <laughs> right. Chica chica, wah, wah, I know. I'm thinking like about that. it constantly after hearing that jingle. But, you know, the great thing about being single without kids is I know I'm going to die alone. But when I die, my last thought will be, I had every meal I wanted. <laughs> and it's a good feeling. <laughs> <laughs> Did that song just encourage people to switch something for E? I don't <laughs> no, know. Wasn't certain. No, that's the message we're trying to send um, here. Not mm. anymore. Oh, no. Uh, Justin Hamilton with us this afternoon. Hamo, have you got gigs uh, coming up in the next few days or a week or so? Oh, yeah. Uh, next Monday at Giant Dwarf, we have our final show of this season of uh, The Popular Experiment. You were the first guest I had a us. ball. I was on last week and uh, Rove was hosting and yep. uh, there was a great lineup of uh, very, very funny people, including yourself, Hamo. You had some fantastic, I nearly said bad word. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought, I, I saw your mouth. As soon as you I know what it was? About comedy, I just, it nearly, <laughs> oh, that's, that's radio words, mate. For everyone listening, I was watching your face and it was like you were poorly dubbed. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, some fantastic comedians. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. So that's on Monday night at Giant Dwarf. You get tickets, obviously, through giantdwarf.com. Yeah, Kitty Flanagan mm. is our oh, uh, big uh, interview awesome. for that. But, My uh, auntie. But the, yeah, the idea of the show is uh, entertainment spread across lots of different platforms. We're going to shine a light on some things like TV, movies, yeah, uh, podcasts. Times. So it'll be fun. Uh, good times. Now, Flano's got a, uh, a quiz that he wants to share with me. Once oh. again, as we know, um, Hammer, when Liam spends a lot of time <laughs> yeah. working, researching, yeah. and contributing to this show. Yeah. Now, I wasn't here for any of that. Of mm. course. What I'd like to do now is um, take the uh, glory for that. So, okay. Yeah, what, have, what have we got? So, uh, Sydney's getting a new music festival. Yes. Oh, um, thank goodness. Have you heard of Austin City Limits? It's going on, I think it's going on at the moment, actually, over in the States, over in Austin Texas. Austin City Limits. Austin City Limits. I think I have, yeah. It's, it's a, yeah. a big festival. It's a big festival, yeah. and we are getting a Sydney version called Sydney City Limits. It's oh. the same people that do Splendour in the Grass and the Falls Festival. It's currently, coming. Sorry, currently Sydney City Limits is actually just the CBD <laughs> because then you've either got to get into a tunnel where you get stuck or yeah. you hit the uh, Parramatta Road yeah. uh, and you're screwed yeah. um, or you attempt to get on the M5 and you just want to end it all. Yeah. 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 Well, well, I this... hope this isn't on at the same time as the Austin Power City Limits. <laughs> like, because uh, that would be embarrassing. It's happening next year, 24th of February yeah. in Centennial Park. Uh, you've got acts like uh, the Avalanches are going to be playing oh, in it, Vance cool. Joy, Gang of Youth. So there's some good, there's some yeah. big names being announced. Uh, so I have prepared a quiz for you two today. Conical bosoms. <laughs> okay. I'm going to give you guys um, a That work. was my horse in uh, the Melbourne Cup. <laughs> When we won back in 2003. But anyway, I'm going to give you guys a word. You guys got to tell me if this is a music festival yes. from somewhere around the world or if it's a fragrance. Oh, okay. A perfume, okay. That's a weird quiz to have. Yeah. It's either a, it's either a music festival yep. or a fragrance. Yep. yep. It's either how, how much commonality have they got? It's either something oh. that smells good or something that you smell bad at the end of the day. Yeah. Either Let's... way, there's a lot of sniffing going on at these two. Heaps of sniffing. <laughs> heaps. Mate, I've done heaps of whiff today. <laughs> oh, I'm ready to go. I've done a ton of scent. Mate, I Bags have done some lines of Tom Ford and I am ready to go. <laughs> okay. All right, Hammer, you're up first. I, that seems personal, but okay. yes. Is... <laughs> 
are you doing to wear sure that, Liam? Yeah. <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing? Last time I wear shorts in the studio. Paying him, go, Liam. Paying him special attention. <clears throat> I can't feel a thing. Because <laughs> you're going second. Oh, All right. I Hammer. I'm, I think I'm coming second, yeah. Hammer, is this a music festival or fragrance? Coca Rico. Coca Rico. Yeah, music festival or fragrance. I reckon I would prefer that it's a fragrance because I would love to be able to say to someone, oh, what, what's that that you're wearing? I'm wearing Coco Rico. Uh, it would smell a little bit coconutty and a little bit Rico. Uh, I reckon it's a music festival. It is a fragrance ah! by oh. Jean-Paul Gaultier that was released in 2011. Oh, you That's know what so I thought it was? Yep. I, I thought it was a, a type of coconut water that Pete Evans sells you. <laughs> and the, and when, whilst you drink it, you just go, oh, God, I'm glad I'm contributing to his wealth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mate, got, right. got to help out, not Mez, Manu. <laughs> Music festival or fragrance? Both. Lake oh. of Stars. Lake of Stars? Music festival it's music or festival. fragrance? It's a music festival. Correct. It's one of my favourite music festivals in the oh, world. Oh, yeah, where Mate, is it? You go every year. It's in, um, you know. This will be good. Yeah, just enjoying the music. It's yeah. Okay. It's in. The problem is, is you, you don't know where it is because you always have a good time there and then when you I get just, back, you forget. Because you know why? I take a massive bag of fragrance. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where Mate, was it again? It's in... Uh, America. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's it's in Cuba. Malawi. It's, it's a Malawi. three-day festival held on the banks of the third largest lake in Africa. Malawi? Yeah. Is it the one where all the fish have got massive teeth that if you go fishing, they come out in nets and then they're... It's, they're <laughs> what? Yeah, they've got, I've seen river monsters. I'm pretty sure he gets them from Lake Malawi. As in, if you're listening to now and you've seen river monsters, great show. All right. Awesome fishing. Best fishing show ever. Mess, anyway. you're on one. Hamo, you're on none. All right, next one. Yes. Hamo. Hamo. Youth Jew, is that a music festival or a fragrance? Sorry, Youth what? Jew. Oh, man, he's spelling that because... Yeah, I reckon, uh, like, I I hope that's a fragrance. Correct, oh. it is a fragrance from... A youth Jew? Yes, yeah. yeah. D-E-W, D-E-W oh. like Mountain Jew. Oh, right. right. Yep. Uh, it's, not, it's not near the Gonad Heights. <laughs> it's released in 1953. All right, Merrick. You're both on one. Merrick, Fuel for Life. Great geographical, geographical <laughs> reference. Is there. it a music I'm... festival or a fragrance? Fuel for Life. Fuel for Life. Mm. That sounds like an energy drink. <laughs> that, <laughs> That's not not that, fair. That Pete Evans would sell me and halfway through drinking, I think, oh, I'm glad I'm contributing to your wealth. Uh, <laughs> Is there an echo in the studio? What's <laughs> happening here? Uh, fuel for Life. I'm going to say it's a festival and a terrible one. It's oh, a what? fragrance released by Diesel in 2008. Like, do you mean like Johnny Diesel? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'd, I'd put that, put a little bit on my neck. All right, Hamo. Entice uh, Jimmy Barnes to come and hang out with me. Anyway, sorry, what? Rolling Loud. Is that a music festival or a fragrance? That's, Rolling Loud. That's usually uh, a description of me on a Saturday walking <laughs> around at uh, 11 at night. Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, I reckon it's a music festival. Correct. It is a hip-hop festival that takes place in Miami, Florida. Oh, yeah. I would hate that festival so much. Oh, mate. I'm imagining, hang on, just, let's all imagine me at this festival. Yeah, you're having a terrible I'm time. having the worst time. Yeah. And if it's good, but as you've had a few cans, I'm still hating it. Yeah. That's <laughs> I, mean, I don't know what I'm doing here. That's because I'm burnt and overweight. You keep drinking Pete's stuff. That's <laughs> exactly. At Cocorico. <laughs> uh, Hamo's on two, Mez's on one. All right, Merrick. Nos Alive. Is that a music festival or a fragrance? Nos? Nos Alive. Well, that's clearly, you're talking about nitrous there. Am I? Is that what you dial up? Have you not seen Fury Road? 
mate. That's what you dial up and put a bit of noz in there. Bang. Car. Goes faster. So you're, answering the, you're, you're answering the game of music Jesus. festival or fragrance. He's Mad car. Max. He's car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm going to stick with my original answer. Car. <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's a fragrance. It's a fragrance. It is a music festival that the Foo Fighters played at this year. You know? Yeah. Where's that? It's in Portugal. Lisbon, Portugal. Oh, I'd like to go there. That'd be great. Yeah, it looks oh, fun. Yeah. That one does look fun. Yeah, that'd be good. All right. Two all. Is it? Yep. Yeah. All right. Is it two all? It is two all. Is it? Hamo's not happy about the okay. scorekeeping. It felt like I made a really good, strong cut. Anyway, whatever. Right. Like, it's not important. Hamo, next one. Romantica Exotica. Is that a music festival or, or a, a fragrance? <laughs> that is uh, my Latin porno. And uh, <laughs> where I dress up as a Roman centurion and... Uh, <laughs> I do to France what we've uh, always imagined happened in the Asterix comics. Um, anyway, lots of references in that. Uh, I, sorry, what was the question? <laughs> I forgot. Hang on. What, what was is it? Romantica Exotica. Is it a music uh, festival or a fragrance? It's a fragrance. Correct. Oh. Yeah. All right, Merrick, you've got to get this to win. Bahidora. Bahidora, is it a music festival or a fragrance? It's a music festival in Brazil. You're very close. It's in Mexico. Same thing. It's not in Australia, so it's the same thing. Hey, hang on. I hear this song playing in your car all the time. Yeah, I like this one. Yeah. You know what this song's about? This is about putting on a shitload of suntan lotion yeah. and then getting in your car yeah. and it just sticking to the seat of your car. Yeah. And you're just going, oh, I should have got cloth trim, but I got leather because I thought it was yeah. a hero. You've well, got 15 seconds left of this great song to say goodbye to Justin Hamilton with. Hey, it's been great to see you. It's been great to see you. Let's just, we can just enjoy the rest of this track. Never wearing shorts in here again after he sexually abused oh, me. Un- well, <laughs> you mean Liam? Yeah, of course. Sorry, I think you've forgotten the bit where you give me some money. Because someone has to pay Merrick's salary. Here's a word from our sponsor. Ever get the feeling the world could be a better place but don't know how to do anything about it? I'm Amanda Tattersall. If you want to change the world, my podcast one series, Changemakers, is the one for you. Stories from around the world that show change is possible and give you tips to help make it happen. Stories of people who've been shot at, jailed and threatened with life behind bars simply because they want the world to be a better place. Download the app or listen now at podcastone.com.au. No matter what you're into, there's one for everyone. Podcast One. Well, listen, I will tell you, I've met a lot of very famous people, including The Rock. (laughs) (laughs) I will brag, I've met The Rock a couple of times. And I will say, I think he's the second largest human being I have ever met in my life. He is massive. He's the biggest. Have you seen the movie Troy? You know the movie Troy? Yes. Okay, at the very start of the film when Brad Pitt runs at that guy full pelt with oh, a sword, yeah. leaps in the air and stabs him in the neck. Yep, yep. He's actually an Australian guy. Yeah. Terrific bloke. I met him on a plane once. He was so big, he had trouble getting in the plane. He's in the new Mad Max, as well, or the, the yes. most recent Mad Max as well. I can't remember his name offhand. He is a terrific bloke. Lives okay. on the Gold Coast. But so anyway, he's, he's, he's the biggest a, human I've ever he's met. He's a giant, and Man, The Rock is the second biggest. The, the Rock is massive. Right. Like, fed income. Intimidatingly massive. So he's, he's got arms the size of your. Well, not your. You've got a tiny head. I do. Like a pin. Um, he's got. He's got arms like a normal person's head. So not the sort of guy you would um, decide to, no. to pick a fight with. No. But Australian writer who was on the show earlier this year, Ben Pobji, decided that he would uh, take the Rock to task. <laughs> Uh, because uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson put out on his Twitter handle. He said, uh, "Congrats to my good bud, real Kurt Angel." Uh, or is it Angle? No, it's it's angle. angle. It's Angle. Sorry, Will yep. Kurt Angle. I'm not big in the wrestling 
fraternity. <laughs> uh, and he's returned tonight to WWE ring. So I presume WWE is the wrestling thing. That's a wrestling, yeah. That's yeah, worldwide yeah, wrestling. That. Yeah, sure. Special athlete and great human being. Have fun, brother. Uh, WWE TLC, which means I think he loves it. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> what he means anyway. So that's what The Rock tweeted out. Yes. And yeah. then Ben Pobji wrote back, uh, Dwayne, wrestling isn't real. It's time you knew. Now, I don't know what he was thinking because The Rock got back to him and corrected him <laughs> and said, Correct. I do, in fact, know wrestling isn't real. That's why I said, have fun. I also know you can go F yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Classic Dwayne. So Dwayne. When, yeah. you know, when you know him like I do, you call him Dwayne. Oh, call right. Him. Okay. Yeah, you don't call him The Rock. He says to you, cool. You call him just DJ, call, don't you? Yeah, and he just calls me Dwayne. Yeah. He goes, call me Dwayne. He never said that to me. Uh, but joining me on the line now, <laughs> back in the ring for another swing, <laughs> wrestling joke, is Ben Pop G. Now, hello, mate. How are you? Hi, dude. I thought you were going to say that I was the biggest guy you'd ever met. No, you're, you're a I big... I thought that's what you were leading up to. <laughs> you're, you're a big human, but not as big I'm, as The Rock. I'm not... No. Okay. Well, that, well, I haven't met him. You know, our relationship is, is just online. Well, now... Um, you, we're good friends. You, but... you seem to have struck up a bit of a rapport with him because uh, <laughs> after he told you to you, you could go F yourself, um, yeah. you've become a little bit of a, a worldwide internet sensation. Yeah, I mean, I I I seem to be fairly intensely disliked okay. by a lot of people, uh, but I don't think by the Rock himself because you know we were having you know we we had quite a pleasant bit of banter. Yeah, yeah. Um, but his his fans very defensive of him. Well, the good <laughs> thing not is happy that with me at all. but Ben, the good thing is is there only has about eighty five million of them, so yeah. I mean. Yeah, it's, it's not a problem. How completely nuts after you, you know, you had a bit of a dig at The Rock. The Rock came back and just sledged you massively. How many like uh, interactions on Twitter have you had as a result of that from his fans? Um, I've, I've lost it. I know that the tweet in which he told me to go F myself, uh, I know it's a family show, um, mm. that tweet has been liked about 60,000 times by now. Um, and I've had, I don't know, it's, it's, I think it's, it's, de- it's hundreds of replies that I've got, probably, probably over a thousand. I haven't been able to count them all. Okay. Um, but I mean, it, it's really crazy. I mean, I didn't, I didn't expect The Rock to uh, even read the tweet, let alone respond, because, you know, he's got 12 million followers. I don't, you, assume that he actually gets to read every tweet that's sent to him. Um, and I love The Rock. I mean, I love his work. I, I, thought it would, I thought it would be funny. Look, I don't think it's unfunny. To, I don't think it's to, unfunny. To I just... joke, because because it's, it's, it's like the cliche, it's, a, it's, it's time you knew. I mean, every wrestler has heard that a million times. That, I, was, I was kind of... Uh, <laughs> I, was, I, was being, I, was, I was being a clever little ironic smartass. Well, Ben, um, can you can you give us an idea of some of the comments that his uh, that his followers have said to you? I mean, are, are they threatening or are they abusive? Um, Has there been some ones where you just go, "Oh my God, you've really lost touch with the reality"? Well, there's a lot of that. There's not many that are directly threatening. There's a lot of repeating the rock sentiment that go after yourself, but that you feel with probably more genuine hostility. Um, there's a lot of people inquiring whether I can smell what the rock is cooking, uh, <laughs> which. You know, well done. Yeah, I don't understand um, it. I'm sure there's some sort of wrestling that's, reference. That's, is it? That's, <laughs> that's a reference to the rocks. 
catchphrase. Mm. And it's it's actually pretty funny because a lot of people are accusing me of of, being, of making a really unoriginal joke, mm. but about five hundred people have tweeted me the exact same thing. Yeah, um, so there you go. So a lot of that, a lot of people telling me, sort of challenging me to get in the ring and fight the Rock. Yeah, um, yeah, you should do that. <laughs> that that'll, that'll work out well. And a lot of a lot of reaction gifts, like a lot of gifts of the Rock, or a lot of gifts of of people like. Uh, open-mouthed, going, oh, my God, he got burned, that kind of thing. You're going to have to explain people... to Merrick what a GIF is. No, I know what a oh, GIF is. Oh, it's is like that? a short video that you have on the internet. And, um, and someone, someone, edited, someone edited my Wikipedia page um, to say that I'm best known for the tweet to The Rock that ended my career. You know what? No, the, here's the thing, <laughs> but right? I feel like it's the tweet that started my career. It's, I think it's been retweeted and liked more times than copies of your book that you've sold, Ben. And that look, the great thing I is, is he has given you uh, a bit of a plug for your book, which is called Aussie, mm. Aussie, Aussie. And it is yeah. a, it's a very funny book. I've read it, as you know. And I think uh, I think I don't know which I like more, your book or the fact that The Rock wants to punch your face in. It's um, <laughs> They're both good family Look, they're both historical like, events. Having a book published, having a book published, and being told to go ask yourself by the rock are pretty much equal oh, at the top of my career achievements. Oh, I see. You go so. bucket list. Ben Pobji, mate, thank you very much for taking the time to have a chat to me today, and all the best. And uh, also, you know, you can go f yourself. So um, <laughs> that's just that's just from me. That's not from. That's, no, that's not from the rock. And fade him down. There we go. <laughs> See, because it's not good if you say that and then you keep okay. Yeah. Uh, I want to open up the phones. One triple three five three. Could be anyone. Have you upset a celebrity and how have you done it? Have, I've done it heaps of times. I could imagine. Uh, yeah, I mean, he talks about upsetting the Rocks fans. I upset Madonna fans. And you know what? They are more dangerous than the Rock fans. Yeah. They are completely unhinged, some of them. Uh, but I've upset. I upset Martin Sheen at an airport once. Yep. Um, when I said something about his teeth being overly white and mm. because they were old, old man's dentures upset yep. him. I've upset a few celebrities. I've upset most of the celebrities I've met. And, and the people that listen to this show um, like you and enjoy listening to you, which makes me think they've probably done it as well. One triple three five three. Have you up as upset a celebrity? Um, I don't know. Maybe you at the soccer and you just wanted to talk to a celebrity <laughs> chef. I, I'd understand that. Any form. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be awful, and certainly nothing too crass or crude. But one triple three five three. Give us a call. Have you upset a celebrity? Taking calls. One triple three five three. Have you upset a celebrity? Writer and comedian Pen Bob, Ben Pobji has upset The Rock, mm. which that's gutsy. When he shook my hand, I felt my hand. It was like, you know when Liam, when uh, you go to feed a Labrador, mm. right? And the Labrador gets overexcited and all of a sudden your entire hand is in their mouth. And you go, that's funny. That's weird. My entire hand's in your mouth. I don't feel, I don't feel overly scared, but I am on guard. Yeah. yeah? That's what happens when The Rock shakes your hand. Your hand disappears. You go, I'm not overly scared, but I'm uncomfortable. Yep. I might not get it back. Mm. Just to give you an indication of how massive The Rock is. Well, Dwayne The, the Rock Johnson uh, told Ben Pobji, Australian writer, to go F himself. Mm. Um, it's only the 12 million people, so mm. only a few people saw it. Paul in Edgecliff. Hello, mate. How are you doing? Good. Have you, uh, have you upset a celebrity? Yes, yeah, certainly have. Okay. Who was it? What? One Nicole Kidman. Oh, you mm. sound like a bloke who's upset Nicole Kidman. <laughs> oh, I did. I did. Okay, you went, you didn't get over back. a back fence to go and do that, did you? No, no, I okay. certainly didn't. I certainly didn't. I was working on Moulin Rouge back in the nineties, mm-hmm. and she was coming on stage to do her little song, 
and I had to let these big curtains close behind her. Mm. So the first time I let it go, and it hit her. <laughs> and she just looked across at me, and I've gone, whoops, whoops, mm. whoops. Mm. I said, we'll take that again. Second time, yes, hit her again. <laughs> she looks across and goes, are you okay? And I went, oh, I'm sorry, I stuffed up. Mm. And she just wandered off. <laughs> and if looks could kill, I died a thousand. Maybe, you, maybe you're, you're the bloke who should be in charge of curtains. Clearly, <laughs> well, uh, that was a bad, bad move putting me in charge of curtains. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope you went the armour on set as well. Because if there's any guns <laughs> yeah. there, sorry, yeah. did that? Yeah. Sorry, take two, <laughs> take two. Oh. Take three. Yeah. I was worried about the third time. Yeah, well, mm. you worked. That's because you worked with Brandon Lee on the crow. Um, <laughs> oh, too soon. Too soon. <laughs> Phil in Chatswood, hello mate. How are you going? Very good. You've upset a celebrity? Yeah, Scotty Cam. How did you upset Scotty Cam? He's the happiest. How did you do that? It wasn't, wasn't difficult actually. What did you do, pass yeah. him a pair of stubby shorts? That'll upset <laughs> no. him. You've got to be busy, mate. <laughs> no, we're at the Belgian beer cafe where I used to be in Camera there a few years ago and had this little tin toy that squirted water out of a depiction of um, somebody doing a wee. Oh, yeah. If you like that Belgian figurine, you know? Yeah. And I was just trying it out, and it, got, it sort of got on onto him unexpectedly, and he spilled his beer, and he, oh, what are you doing, mate? And just got all cut, and I'll oh, take you outside. Yeah. Sort of, oh, sorry. Sorry, mate. Yeah. To build to build a fence, he meant. I'll take you outside to help. <laughs> yeah, sorry, to have a look at the plans. He's going to pull yeah. out the blueprints to figure out what you've done yeah, wrong. No, he said, give it here, give it here, and he and then took the toy off me and proceeded to squirt everyone else. <laughs> Classic can. So, Sydney, we're about to get inundated with um, a whole lot of new bikes because that's mm. what we need is some more ride-sharing bikes. You might have seen yellow bikes. You might have seen some red bikes, particularly in the inner city and uh, inner west. And now you're going to see them everywhere because a new Jap- uh, Chinese company is coming in. They're called Mofo. Uh, <laughs> Ofo. Ofo. Yeah. <laughs> Mofo is what you say when you see one of them <laughs> parked at the front of your house. <laughs> Here's the thing, right? You live you live in a residential street, right, Liam? Yeah. And you go out the front of your house, and there's a bike parked right out the front of your house. There is one at the moment. Mate, I'm chucking that. I'm not even joking. That I'm picking that up. I'm mm. throwing it across the street. They're heavy. I mean, I've tried. Mate, <laughs> mate you're a little. Can you come around to my what house you, and move that bike? Just ask, mate. Don't get upset about it. Just get an adult. Yeah. Get it's like when I cross the around. road. I have to ask an adult to help me. <laughs> Do you have to get them to hold your hand? Do you have to get Shut your wife up. to hold your hand? Anyway. They're a pain. Look, I know, I like the idea of ride sharing. I understand yes. that it's good and, you know, using bikes and stuff like that. But the fact of the matter is it's been trialed overseas and they just end up being junk. Hasn't been people... executed well. No, no. And as a result, we've got them hanging from trees mm. now. Literally, mm. people are chucking them up trees, which is very funny. Yeah. Do not throw them over an overpass. No. Do not throw them into a river. You're breaking the law if you do. So anyway, obviously, this is uh, because this is a, a failed um, idea mm. and it is proven to not work overseas. Yep. It is being entirely supported by the Sydney City Council <laughs> because along with trams, which are a 180 year old technology yeah. and tunnels that don't take you to where you want to go, mm. the next in line is some bikes we don't want to ride. Mm. I tried to get in contact with the uh, Lord Mayor of Sydney, Clovermore. No. And when I say try to get in contact with her, I thought about it and then mm. didn't. Uh, instead, what I did is I just got somebody else's interview yeah. and doctored it and put my voice in it to make it sound like I'd made an effort to speak to the mayor about it. But really, I just wanted to get my point across. Clevermore, welcome to the show. Good morning, Robbie. It's afternoon and my name's Merrick. Do you have a couple of Pinot Grigios with lunch or something? 
Uh, Mayor, what's the story with these rideshare bikes? <laughs> I've got to be honest, they're like herpes. There are, there are some teething problems. Do you mean the fact that people are throwing them off bridges and chucking them up trees? The important thing is that, that um, there are 2,000 extra bike trips a day in, in, uh, in the city. So that means 2,000 extra people are, are, are not um, on overcrowded public transport and they're not in cars. Mm. And I think that, that's a really important thing in terms of reducing congestion. Another way to reduce congestion would be to just let people drive on the bloody roads. Look, I'm not a naysayer, but you know what, Clover? Oh, I don't like this. I also think that when, whenever we experience anything new, people tend to throw up their hands and say, oh, you know, I don't like this. Well, that's just bullshit. No one has ever said that. Lord Mayor, how many complaints have you received? Clover, how many? We haven't had a lot of complaints. Um, I think other councils might have had more complaints. Yeah, that's because it's your bikes that end up in other councils, stuck up a bloody tree. We're probably more used to, uh, you know, a a, a cycling um, uh, culture in in, in the city because it's something that, that we've worked to promote safely. Clover, when was the last time you rode a bike? I think these are the things we need to work through. This is new. It's just been a, it's a few months old. Bikes have been around for hundreds of years. You've never actually ridden one, have you? We talk about the disruptive economy, and this is one of those things that's happening. And we have to, we have to, you know, address it. No, we don't. I have literally never heard of a disruptive economy. Although I understand that's exactly what you're doing to the George Street economy. I just think when people go to other cities, they come back and they say. Oh, you know, where if you're in Nagoya, you're in Japan. You know, there are a lot of bikes, but it's very orderly, and 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 people are very much used to it. It's the culture, and places like Amsterdam, you're amazed at all the, the bike parking stations, and and um, it, you know, in cities around the world, people just see it as a natural part of life. Oh, that's so relatable. A quick trip to Nagoya or Amsterdam. <laughs> I guess you really are in touch with the average Sydney side. I apologise. We, we, we're not there yet, although I think in the city there's much more of a, uh, an acceptance. Not from me. Merrick Phil here on Triple M, and John Safran is part of Sydney's inaugural Yak Festival at the Giant Dwarf on November 19, and John will be in conversation, or will be in conversation with John Safran, uh, depending on how you look at it, and it also depends on what you mean by extremism, which is... The book he's recently released depends on what you mean by extremists. And he joins me in the studio now. John, good to have you here, mate. G'day. Thank you very much for having me on. First of all, what does In Conversation with John Safran actually entail? <laughs> does that mean you're too lazy to write a stand-up show? What? The, no, not at all. It's like there's just there's a good energy with uh, spont- spontaneity. And someone will be interviewing me. In fact, one of my the characters from my book, who we haven't announced yet, will be uh, kind of chatting to me on stage. Okay. okay, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It won't be, it won't be lazy. No. And I'll get desperate and I'll start thinking, oh, I've really got to like churn out real good anecdotes and real like personal stuff to make it interesting because, yeah, I, I don't want cynics like you to be like, what the hell, did Safran just like rock up and... Well, I'll be there at the back heckling. That's okay. that's my form, just yelling shit out. I'm not, good at he- I'm not good at heckling. I'm not good with hecklers at all because I'm not a stand-up comedian, even if... You're at a, I'm at a posh writers festival and someone asks a curveball question. I'm like, Whoop. I like freeze up and don't know what to do. How is it that you get scared of things like that, but you're not afraid of uh, extreme terrorists? Uh, have you have you thought about that? The fact that you you're, peri- I, I, you're I, petrified I, I, of being heckled, but not yeah, shot. Yeah, I know. It's just because I've spent more time at clan rallies than I have at writers festivals. Mm, mm, so mm. I'm 
I, I, I kind of, I'm just, I'm used to it. Mate, you've and also, I can't, I can't see what their faces look like under those hoods, so that's another thing. <laughs> Do you just imagine that they're all really good-looking ladies underneath that hood? You just go, sure, yeah, I mean, it sounds very, like a redneck man in Very calm-looking. Calm but... Yeah, yeah, very, yeah. I imagine them all calm-looking and they're covering their faces because, yeah, they know their faces are so soothing, they just relax everyone. Well, mate, you know what? You are known as being antagonistic, and I don't think you do it for just for the intent of being a smartass. I think you do it, you obviously <laughs> do it because you want a question answered, but some of the things you've done in uh, recent years, or over your entire career, is deliberately putting yourself in a situation of vulnerability, armed yes. only with knowledge, which I would never do. I don't even know how to do that. I couldn't arm myself for that. But then you... Go to a position where you are speaking to clan members of the Ku Klux Klan about being a racist, mm. which is difficult, yeah. I'm sure. To nah, because I, I just generally speaking, if someone sees you face to face, it's quite a big ask to kind of punch you in the face, if you know what I mean. I imagine you could be rude to a caller on the line, but if you're there at the at the supermarket and they're in front of your face, it's not like you'd pick something off the. Uh, off the shelf and throw it at them. No, you got to make sense. Wrong. No, that, yeah, was that was a shit was... analogy. <laughs> well, I'm, you know what? I'm great on air. As soon as you see him in the supermarket, I'm just like, F- off. You get stuff. Unfortunately, that's my children. So they just go, oh, Dad, I just wanted a Milky Way. So that's, yeah, no, yeah, no. Generally, they're more like sinister in a, like you'd have to be unlucky for them to punch you in the face, I think. Was there anywhere in the world where you've, where you've traveled um, mm. for your investigative journalism or for, for anywhere else where you've thought, I would rather live here on principle other than Australia. Uh, Do you know what I mean? Like they've got yeah, a, bit mer- a bit of moral uh, code in that country or. Well, probably isn't New Zealand just a slightly better version of Australia? Sometimes it feels like that, doesn't it? I was in Christchurch only a month ago or a couple of months ago. And it's amazing because Christchurch was hit with this uh, well, by an earthquake. What yep. was it? Five years ago or whatever? Uh, a bit more than that. Yeah. And so it's got, it's got a, it's slowly rebuilding and yep. it's really fascinating because you'll, you'll be walking somewhere and go, oh, this, look at this beautiful green meadow here that's in the middle of the central business district. Isn't this wonderful? And then you find out, oh, the reason it's there is because there used to be a skyscraper there before the yeah. earthquake. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's really disorienting, but, but there's a lot of, there's lots of hope there because it's, it's rebuilding. So there's lots of positivity. It's not like going to a war zone where it's going to be awful for the next 20 years or whatever. Yeah. I always think of New Zealand and I, I do love it as a place. My wife's a Kiwi and I often think that New Zealand is what we would be if we didn't try to be America. Ah, yes. No, that's a good point. <laughs> if, we, if we tried <laughs> if we to just, be Middle Earth or whatever. trying so hard to be a, the America of the, of the Micronesia. You know, oh, like yes. in our own little, in our own little map of the Pacific, we're just trying so hard to be America. And sometimes I think, you know, maybe the Kiwis and other, and other nationalities around our, uh, around our area just go, can you stop trying to be America? Well, cause I do a lot of research with these far right groups. They, I, I hope New Zealand knows that lots of white nationalists, uh, Hey, we should, uh, pick up stakes from where we're living and move to New Zealand. That's considered really? one of the, yes. Oh, wow. It's like a safe beauty. haven for the lunatics. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because they, wow, saying, have they have they ever seen a Maori with a mocha <laughs> on their face? Because I'll no. tell you right now, they're terrifying. I don't know. Yeah, maybe they're basing it more on Lord of the Rings or something. They, <laughs> yeah, exactly. they seem to really like it. They just go, let's get there, and kick the <laughs> shit out of some hobbits. Oh, um, <laughs> think about that. The Maoris, <laughs> a bit bigger than a hobbit. 
John Safran, you uh, uh, got a show as part of the Yak Festival at Giant Dwarf. It's on November 19. Uh, you can hear more stories about your times as a journalist, about traveling, meeting extremists and everything else in your life. Uh, at Giant Dwarf, you can get your tickets from giantdwarf.com.au. Mate, it's always great to catch up and have a chat. Thank you very much. That was the Merrickville Catch-Up Podcast. Make sure you never miss a thing. Download the Merrickville Catch-Up from the Triple M app.